Okay then, well, we're into our next message. We're in a series at the moment called The Way of the Worshipper. And last week we had a great message from Pastor Sean. And in the lead up to Christmas, we're looking at what took place in the lives of the wise men who went to see Jesus. And Pastor Sean spoke about going the distance to seek God, which is what the wise men did. So today I want to continue on with follow the guidance of God. So let's read in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Might be a lot of scripture, but that won't kill you. It'll be good for you. (laughs) Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star would first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. So the first point I want to make this morning is always listen to God's voice. The wise men didn't heed what King Herod had said, but listened to the voice and the guidance of God. It is interesting in verses 7 and 8 that King Herod pretends that he too wants to worship Jesus, but his intention is really to kill him. King Herod couldn't cope that there would be someone so more important than him. He was felt powerful and he wasn't giving that power over to anyone. And it's interesting, he's afraid of a little child. Seriously? I think he might have had some insecurity issues there. In Matthew 2, verse 13, it says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. King Herod's pride kept him from discovering someone who could change his life for the better. Does your pride keep you from searching for Jesus? Janice Maidater said, Christmas isn't so much about opening our presents as opening our hearts. And I say to Jesus. How easy it is to listen to the big voices that's in life say and what is spread across the news headlines, which is just all negative, and what people think is a great idea because they want our society to be so socially progressive. But most of these voices in society don't listen or have even the slightest desire to listen to the guidance of God, the one who created mankind and shows us the best way to live and flourish from his word, the Bible. 
as Christians, we should not be leaning unto our own understanding or be persuaded by the opinions and guidance of the people of this world. But in everything we do, we need to listen to the voice of God and follow his guidance. The word of God has always placed big importance on following his word and his ways. Proverbs 8 verses 32 to 34. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, a lot of you know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And the same verse in the message says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. You know, it's one thing to hear from God. Most of us can do that. It's another thing to actually choose to follow his guidance. How often have you felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit to do something or not to do something, but those four big letters get in the way, S-E-L-F. So strong is the pull of self that we quite often end up doing what we wanted to do, and that can have some disastrous results. If you need a good example of someone who was full of self, you need look no further than Samson in the Old Testament. We see it was a time when Israel had no human king and everyone did what seemed right in their own eyes. What has changed, I ask you? This world is doing everything what seems right in their own eyes. So let's look at Judges 13, 1 to 3 and 5. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was sterile and remained childless. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, you are sterile and childless, but you are going to conceive and have a son. The boy is to be a Nazarite, set apart to God from birth, and he will be begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. This guy, Samson, had a miraculous start to visit, an angelic visitation also. Does it get any better? Samson was a Nazarite, one who, was, who had demonstrated total consecration to the Lord by living a very disciplined life and abstaining from many things. In Judges 13, 24, we read, The woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir in him. So we see here that the Lord's blessing was on Samson as a young boy and as he grew older. And even though God blessed Samson, his passions were his own, causing him to act contrary to God's wishes. He took God for granted and didn't follow his guidance. He was born for a very specific mission, to deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Philistines. But his choices saw him far from fulfilling God's plans for his life. Samson had chosen a wife, not from his own people. Later in the Bible, we see him sleeping with a prostitute. Then he fell in love with another woman, Delilah. As you read through Judges, it is obvious she answered to the Philistine leaders. And Samson kept on time after time making bad choices. In this case, his women. 
because he chose to be led by his own desires. He took God for granted, didn't follow God's guidance and didn't seem to care what God might think or what he wanted. In Galatians 5 verse 13, it says, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Galatians 5 verse 16, So I say, live by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And Galatians 5 verse 25, Since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. And if you're going to keep in step with the Spirit, you don't have time to indulge your emotions or toy with anyone else's. You're flat out watching every move the Spirit's making and where he's going. It's a matter of where you choose to put your focus. Without going into all the detail of the story of Samson, because that's a whole message in itself, he is eventually tricked by Delilah, doesn't even realise the presence of God had left him, was captured, his eyes were taken out, and now he's in slavery to the Philistines, the very people he was supposed to deliver Israel from. He could have done so much with his life and with the whole might of the Godhead backing him. He wasted away his destiny and didn't follow God's guidance. It was only in Samson's death as he pulled the pillars of a huge building where a lot of the Philistines and the Philistine leaders were that he unintentionally began God's purposes for his life. In Judges 16 verse 30 it says, He killed many more when he died than when he lived. It is interesting that Samson's willfulness and his self-centeredness, his choice not to follow God's guidance, caused him a loss of vision, naturally and spiritually, an inability to maintain good relationships and a waste of God's destiny and the purpose for his life. Don't let that happen to you. You may say, well, Linda, my life isn't like Samson's. I'm not called to deliver here all of the mankind or even Australia or even the ACT. No, you mightn't have such a task ahead of you like that. But if you're wondering why your life gets into a mess sometimes, perhaps you need to look at the seemingly smaller things in your life where you don't follow God's guidance and self gets in the way. That relationship you choose not to forgive your health, your eating habits, your drinking habits, your anger issues, porn, overspending, watching unhealthy shows on the screen that get into your spirit, lying to people, feeling you have to prove your point in an argument at the cost of a relationship, a bad attitude towards a situation or a person, and the list can go on. The Holy Spirit can tell you, I don't need to. God wants to help you so much. You have to choose, though, to follow his guidance and take a back seat. Your life will be so much better when God is at the wheel. Luke 11 verse 28 says, He replied, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and obey it. The way of the worshipper follows the guidance of God. Second point is, God orders our steps God orders our steps and directs our paths. In Isaiah 30 verse 21, it says, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. 
Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. When people's steps follow the Lord, God is pleased with their ways. If they stumble, they will not fall because the Lord holds their hand. And Proverbs 16, verse 9. Within your heart, you can make plans for the future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. I know in my life, while God orders my steps and directs my paths, there's some things where I have automatically just stepped into what they were and it happened to be the right decision. I remember many years ago, uh, I was doing a chaplaincy course. I think I've shared this. I was doing a chaplaincy course and on the very night we started, they wanted to know what area I wanted to do chaplaincy in. Well, I didn't have a clue because I'd only chosen to do chaplaincy because God asked me to. But I had to make a decision. I felt very pressured. And I'm going, oh, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me where I've got to do it. A whole night I'm like this and that. And then I had to make a choice and I'm just going, oh. And so I chose the prison to be a chaplain at the prison. And it just so happened, it it was a good decision and it was a right decision. And I loved and I still miss going out and seeing the guys and the women at the prison and being a chaplain to them. And it was just a right decision at the right time. And I just automatically walked into that not knowing, but because my heart was after God, because I wanted to follow his guidance, I believe in some areas you just automatically walk into it. It's like you're spending time with him and, and his life rubs up on you. Then there's other times when we specifically do need to hear from God and his answer may require us to wait. Oh, how we hate to wait. All of us, we hate to wait. We never know what God's doing. And for some of us, we just need to know all the details and then we'll settle down. But I've told you before, no faith or trust is required when you know all the details. Where's I've trust in God? I've got faith in God. Well, no, you don't. You know all the details. You don't have to trust him now because you know all the details. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to be dependent on him because he knows the best. A scripture that always comes back to me when I start wanting a lot of detail from God is in Proverbs 20, 24. Since the Lord is directing our steps, why try to understand everything that happens along the way? It's about trusting God and he's not going to fail us. He's just not going to fail us. I can't think of a time in my life when God has ever failed me. He just doesn't. It's not part of his character. It's not part of his nature. He can't. And he doesn't want to because he cares for you so much. While that's easy to read, the outworking for me for having to nail is if I trust God with all my days and my days one by one, my hours, hour after hour. You see, it's not only my life I have to trust him with. It's also my children's life I have to trust him with. Years ago when my daughter used to cry, this is years and years ago, an hour on the phone, night after night in New Zealand with a broken heart, I had to trust God that he had her life in his hands. And I'm still trusting God, not that she's doing anything wrong, but I still trust God and still pray for him. When my son didn't look as though things were working out when he was going through Bible college up north, there was just a few hiccups and that, I had to trust God with his life. And what God, where God was leading him. And I still do that. I'll never stop doing, I'm a mum, as you know. You just don't stop. You just don't stop being a mum. You can't. And God can't stop being God. He can't stop caring. And since we can't control the decisions or the attitudes of our children, the power of prayer and fasting is a must for every parent. I'm telling you, it works. 
People who worry tend to get their spirits all in knots and it makes no difference to the outcome. You get all tense and, and you're lying awake at night. I've just put up my Christmas tree yesterday. I know I'm a bit behind everyone else, but I put the Christmas tree up yesterday and again out come the Christmas lights and they are mangled, twisted around each other. They are a nightmare to get undone. But I have learned with wisdom over the years, do not pull tight because that just gets them more knotted and it just exacerbates the situation. And for you guys who don't put up Christmas trees, let's talk about the garden hose perhaps. And I've had trouble with them too. And if you just loosely allow things, just stay loose and ease, those things can get outworked and the knots can come out. And if we learn to trust God, knowing he has ordered our steps and directs our paths, and we hang in ease and peace, thanking him for each day, we can pull, we can pull away from that tension and that mess and be free to get on with what God wants us to do. Stop wanting details and get your faith cracking. Think on that. What we set our minds on will greatly affect how we act. I love the story, Max Licardo, he's an author and a pastor. He tells of when he got on a plane once and the flight was very bumpy and there was a lot of turbulence and it was no laughing matter. And behind there was this guy cracking up, killing himself with laughter. He was just going for it. And how, and he just, you know, he couldn't understand. There's no one else, it was just him. And finally, Max Licardo just had to look behind to find out what was going on, what was so funny. And the man was wearing headphones and apparently listening to a comedian. And Max said he couldn't hear what I, he said, but because he could hear what I couldn't hear, he acted differently to what I did. In Colossians 3 verse 2 says, pursue the things over which Christ pursues, presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. In Philippians 4 verse 8, it says, Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honourable and seemingly and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. When we let ourselves live at the level this world does and we set our, our minds on the things of this world, then all we'll hear is what the world hears and we will act as the world does, out of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The world is screaming for answers because they, what they hear, it's just not working for them. But we know we need to live at the level God wants us to live at, to set our minds on the things of him, to listen to his voice and to follow his guidance so we act differently out of peace, love and extending grace. And just like the man on the plane, when everyone looked at the circumstances around them, they were very worried. Because the man laughing chose to focus on a different scenario, he relaxed and enjoyed himself. He rose above his surroundings to live on a different level. When we follow God's guidance, this can be our life also. 
And when our circumstances appear to be very grim, and there are some grim situations happening in people's lives, I'm very aware of it, our God is with us. Every breath we take, even when we don't understand why. And I'm sure most of you, like me, have many whys as to what is actually happening sometimes. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice it doesn't say, though I walk through the valley of death. It says, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death. Have you been attacked by a shadow lately? Has its shadow ever taken you out? No, no. You can't have a shadow unless there is light nearby. And God's love and light is always present for you and with you and to help you. When you choose to follow the guidance of God, listen to his voice and let him direct your path. He is faithful to all he has said. And his power can be at work within you if you have a personal relationship with him. Because of your past, you may have written yourself off or your situation off, but God hasn't written you off at all. The singer Toby Mack said in a quote, no matter how much you revisit the past, there's nothing new to see. So if there's nothing new to see, why not give God a go? There's plenty new to see then. When generations before us gave up on God and left him out of the picture, sin became rampant and they separated themselves from him. They had actually regretted. He actually regretted that he had created us. How awful. But true to his nature, God's love for all generations and for you then and now was so great that he couldn't sit back and do nothing. So he gave us his only son, Jesus. He came as a human baby and grew to show mankind the father heart of his father and his kingdom. He also came, Jesus came to die on a cross to pay the price for mankind's sins. So God's total forgiveness, grace and mercy could be released in your life. No one else could do it. No one else could have done it. And he was raised to life again by his heavenly father on the third day to prove that he has the power over death and that life can be yours, not just for now, but for eternity. God's heart is for you to know you belong, to help you be the best version of you as you fulfill his plans for your life and for you to know you are greatly, greatly loved. He will always have your back, even in the hard times. He says, let's do life together. All you have to do, it's quite easy, is to be genuinely sorry for what you have done. Ask him to forgive you and ask him into your life. You can have a life where you can be so totally trusting him to help you and guide you into the destiny that he's always had waiting for you. 